Welcome in, one and all, final hour on a Monday, a green and gold Monday. Short week, too. Short week, got a Packers game coming up on Thursday. Grant Bills all day, like it's a Grant Bills marathon. They, people should be donating money coming up on Wednesday. To like a charity for, uh, now are you doing everything, Grant? Uh, your show, my show, and then the huddle? Yes. Yes. Uh, I might play uh, a pre-recorded interview or two just to break up the huddle a little bit because I might run, I might tip over if I have to right, do right. Uh, the full two hours. But yeah, the the huddle should be great. I I just don't know if the the full thing is going to be live. Which, by the way, is fine because no one needs that much of me. No one needs that m- many hours of me. It's fine. We will um, because we normally do our picks during the huddle. We'll do our picks tomorrow. That's perfect, actually. The, we should definitely do that. In the last half yeah. hour of the show, and then you can always you know, play that back in the huddle because that's what we usually do. But we'll do our picks tomorrow uh, because it is a short turnaround week. So we got to – and tomorrow is when uh, a lot of the betting capsules and stuff start to come out, and I get a chance to kind of go over everything. But uh, we'll do a lot of that tomorrow during the show. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. Paul says the only way the Packers beat the Lions coming up this uh, Thursday is if they put up 30-plus points. I don't see that happening. Does anybody think that people are getting sick of the NFL, Bryce asks? Absolutely not. The ratings are good. The – no, it's <laughs> – it's uh, no, the NFL is king. Still king, and no doubt about it. Nope, not going to happen. Tom wants to know if I'm going to whip up some old Wisconsin uh, old fashions for the people out east. Uh, no, I am not, actually. They, uh, they're they whipping up stuff, East Coast stuff, for me. So I'll take that every damn day of the week. I'm looking forward to this. And this is the reason why, heading out to the East Coast. And, and for those that don't know, we're going out to Rhode Island and to Boston to see Kristen's family. And the cool thing about it, other than Thursday, because we're on the air, we're doing the Green and Gold postgame show. I'll be in Rhode Island and in Boston for that. Um, but when I get to go with her to do stuff, I'm I first of all, unless they pay attention, nobody knows who I am. I like that. But I get to just kind of be. You know, she's the tour guide in this thing. So we've got just about everything mapped out. I mean, Friday night, or excuse me, Wednesday night we arrive. And we have some things we have to do, a little running around we have to do. And then there's dinner with friends on Wednesday night. There's Thursday during the game, doing the Green Gold postgame show and Thanksgiving and the family and the whole deal. Uh, Friday is Friday day. We're doing like a brunch. Friday night we're going to dinner with her, her parents and then meeting her friends from – like her high school and grade school and neighborhood friends and such. We're meeting them. There, there's what's really cool. It reminds me of like Marinette and Menominee and Marinette, Wisconsin is there's bars in between houses. So you're walking down a street block and on the corner is the bar. Then there's two houses. Then there's another bar. Then there's a whole row of houses. And across the street at the end of the street is where all the other houses are is another bar. You know, it's you just walk through the neighborhood. You go to a bar, you go to house, see your friends, then go to another bar, you know. And and that's really cool over, over in Providence and in the Bristol area. And then after that on uh, on Saturday, going to be in Boston all day. And I'm looking forward to that because uh, we're going to go do some things in Boston, go to little, little Italy and take care of some things that I think this, this mall that she wants to take me to. 
And then we're finding the uh, one of the old, iconic Boston sports bars. I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, we're going to go there and watch the Ohio State-Michigan game. And then on Sunday, we've got some things going on, and we fly back late Sunday night. I think we get in at like midnight or 1 a.m. So that way we have the entire weekend to make the best of it, so to speak, and then get back and back at it on Monday. So that's, that's, that's the weekend. But, no, I am not, not by any stretch of the imagination uh, doing anything related other than just sitting back, relaxing, and whatever they put in front of me, I'll consume. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I'll be glad to eat some of the Quahog stuffing. I'm glad to have a couple of Bastin Lagas and, and just enjoy myself. That's, that's all there is to it. That's all. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. What are you doing? Because uh, we're off on, on Friday. We're running, what, Best Of or something like that? Or yeah, just the best, just the highlights uh, from, from recent Bill Michael show. Yeah, on, okay. uh, on Thursday and on Friday. Um, and then we'll be back in full force on Monday. I'm taking Friday off too, because if it, like if my family was here in Met, yeah. if they were within an hour from me, then I I'm not really against working on Friday, but I, I got to go about three hours, and it would just be dumb to drive back. So I'll take a vacation day and set the show up yeah. for uh, for a best of for the next couple of days. Yep. No, no, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rye says, uh, "What do you think it will take for the Packers to win?" I'm heading to the game Thursday. Thoughts on Ford Field and how the fans are. The fans are nice. Uh, I don't have a problem with Ford Field. Ford Field's a beautiful place. Um, it is a really nice bill. It's, you know, it's still, it's Detroit. I mean, you know, you can put perfume on it, but a turd's a turd. But uh, Ford Field's nice. You know, nothing wrong with Ford Field at all. Kind of a cool place to go and watch a game. The fans are okay, but what's it going to take for the Packers to get a win? It's probably going to be at least a couple of turnovers they're going to have to get. They're going to have to continue to hit specifically on the short game, the intermediate passes, 20 yards and in. Because yesterday, if you look, I, I know, and this goes back to our argument of big arm that we were having the discussion of uh, a little bit earlier, the big arm argument. Uh, if you look at yesterday and going uh, statistically speaking now, statistically speaking now from yesterday, they didn't have – Jordan Love wasn't winging – he didn't have one ball that was uh, – the Ontavian Wicks pitch and catch was a eight-yard out, an eight-yard pass that became a 35-yard reception. The Tucker Craft reception was a 19-yard pass play that turned into 27 yards, and the Romeo Doves pitch and catch was a 18-yard pass play that was a 24-yard total and a touchdown by the time it was all said and done. So it wasn't like he was throwing 40-yard bombs, 50-yard bombs. As a matter of fact, anything over 30 yards was incomplete yesterday. Wasn't picked. That's good news. But it was incomplete. So, again, that becomes the, I don't want to say the flaw, but it's, it's the noticeable thing that they don't do well, and he doesn't do well. So going back to that, quote, big arm argument, that's, why you can look at this and go, you know what? He did well. He dumped it off to 10 different receivers yesterday. Romeo Dobbs, five of six, five catches, six targets, 53 yards, the 24-yarder being a long one, but then you take away the 24-yarder and everything else was short outs. Reed, four catches, 46 yards, the longest being 19. Not bad because Jaden Reed was able to pick up a few extra yards. A.J. Dillon, the same thing. Musgrave, four catches, 28 yards. His longest was 11. So, they're serviceable yards. They're moving the chains. That's really all you need to do. 
Now, against this defensive front specifically of the Lions, he's only going to have two, two and a half seconds, got to get rid of the football because they're going to put all kinds of pressure on you. Get rid of the football. So for them to win is to continue to have guys, right place, right time, open space, finding, finding holes in the zones, and within two and a half seconds, he's hitting these guys possibly in stride and moving the sticks. That keeping their offense off the field, picking up a turnover or two, and moving the football. That That's the only way you're going to continue to get all of this, you know, to, to be able to get this thing to, to continue to move and obviously for them to get a win. But other than that, nah. I just think, you know, if, if you're going to be a betting person, I think most bettors would say there's no way the Packers are going to win this game. If you want to throw a couple of minor dollars down on it, I would say, okay, maybe uh, Jared Goff just has a bad game because he didn't play well yesterday. Maybe he has a bad game and throws a pick or two and suddenly the Packers find themselves in opportune situations and take advantage of it. That'd be great. That'd be great. But I don't think they win this game, and I don't think they beat the Chiefs. But I'm not necessarily looking for the wins and losses. What I'm looking for is how do they perform? Do they go toe-to-toe and it's a close game, or do they just get blown out, the offense doesn't move the football, they can't figure it out, and then you find out where you really stand and match up against teams that are far superior than you, or at least appearing to be far superior than you. That's what I'm looking for. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us, you can. Uh, real quick, this is from uh, Nordy. Nordy says, hey, Bill, I think people are falling in love with Jordan Love when he beats bad teams. People are acting as if he is the next coming of Aaron Rodgers, and he's not. We know he's going to be good, but he's not going to be great. Let's just call it what it is. I think the offense needs to grow and get better around him, and with better receivers, he can be somebody. That's all he needs to be. Don't ask him to do too much. Just move the offense and continue with the first downs, keep the defense off the field, and keep the opponent on their heels. If they do that, get a couple of turnovers, this team can have a lot of success. Norty, 100, spot on, 100% correct. That's it. That's, 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 it's a very simple, very basic formula. That's it. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's, that's all you're looking for. I completely agree with you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh this one, let's uh well let's do this real quick, uh, because we got Mike Clemens coming up and I want to get to Mike and give Mike all the time he needs today because we've got a lot to cover after that win yesterday, specifically with all the injuries that have gone on with the Green Bay Packers. Hey, uh also our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, they are doing a fundraiser. Uh there's a kid in their area that's fallen on some tough times medically. They're doing some fundraisers, some GoFundMe and stuff. And they're, uh, don't forget, all throughout the month, they're auctioning off the uh, the tequila. And the tequila is going to benefit the Pewaukee Food Pantry. So they do so – I've often talked about Curly's Waterfront, not just because they got great food and it's a fun place to go, but because they do so much in the community. And when people need help, they usually stand up and say, we got you. And that's what they're doing again. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard. If you're out there over today, tomorrow, Wednesday night – they do so many great things, and they do so many things worth worthy causes uh, that help out worthy causes. So please help them, help others. That's Curly, uh, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard. Stop in. Tell Ryan and his entire staff we said hi because they're just awesome people. Coming up next, we got our guy, Mike Clemens, going to be joining us. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. You know, we just talk in the locker room, you know, being on the wrong end of uh, a lot of those games in the past. So to get a dub and, and pull out a, a, a close game like this, it feels great. Motion across from Wicks. Love. Watson. Open. Watson. Got it. Touchdown, Packers. That's the power of love. Oh, dynamite dropping. Mike Lemon's always bringing it large. Huey Lewis. Good to hear Huey Lewis again, by the way. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline, as always, brought to you by our fine friends over there at the Bay Motel, Green Bay. Bay Motel, Green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for that family stay. Hell yeah. And the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. Maybe you can get some turkey and mashed potatoes in that place, too. The Bay Motel on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441 or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Good stuff. Um, Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. And, uh, Mike, uh, you know, yesterday, I'll ask you, what would you take away from the game yesterday? Uh, Growth. Uh, guys finding a way, um, we, you know, we're working toward 2024. I mean, really, uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I I came out of a loss in Pittsburgh and said, hey, man, Jordan Love made some progress today. I mean, you can see it. You can almost chart it. And and I was, I'm moving on to the next thing. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the offensive line. I'm trying to figure out. The, the major continued disappointment of Christian Watson. And then comes in that play. And the kid then makes the catch for a touchdown and, and jumps into the stands right where Leroy Butler invented the Lambeau Leap, you know, 30 years ago. And, and yet, you know, he's really been humbled. Because, you know, he came in last year and he was, uh, he was a little cocky. You know, but mm-hmm. he, you know he, he has to be. He's a high draft pick, so he figures got to have a little bit of that swagger to him. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about how I, I watched this guy uh, yesterday during the game and him kind of walking up and down the sidelines and waiting to get in. Another guy who was kind of waiting to get in all day was uh, Josiah DeGora, because you know what? He's seen those two rookie tight ends now, and he's seeing it slip away. You know, it slip away. Mm-hmm. And even though he had to leave the game for a while with a hip injury, he gets back out there and he's standing next to the floor like, hey, I'm here if you need me. You know, right. walking back. But, they, I mean, he, 
he knows the window is closing and he wants to get back in there and get some snaps and whatever. So Christian Watson, um, I you know, Bill, today there's so many guys that are, you know, the typical vocal leaders of the team that we talk to, particularly after a win. But I kind of went back door. I wanted to talk to some of the other these other stories if these guys are making progress. So Christian Watson, uh, he had a false start on one play. He had a, a couple of drops or, or, or missed passes. And then he has that perfectly executed play where he gets a, a touchdown. And so on his touchdown, I asked him, how did you get so wide open after when you made that cut to the left corner of the end zone? That was money. Um, I mean, we had kind of seen how they were playing in the red zone uh, before that. Um, so I you know coaches dialed it up, uh, knew that would work. I mean, the safety wasn't uh, – you know, getting out, getting out of there quick enough, and then uh, we knew we could utilize my speed just to get across and uh, just get into that open gap or open hole. Uh, so that was perfect. You know, Mike. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen this offense begin to function better. I'm not saying the lights gone off, but what I'm saying is, is that they seem to be at least more on the same page. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and also, uh, they're you know if they're finding ways to to score earlier in the games. Um, they're trying. They're trying to make you know, fewer mistakes. There's, you know, we had that rash of games where you play the Falcons, and now you get the ball in your hands and you throw four or five incompletions. Uh, you've got. You're looking for a, a money shot to try and come back and beat the Raiders. You throw a pick, and we talked about uh, even before the game uh, that uh, there was one stat out there from ESPN. Uh, Jordan Love's now thrown nine interceptions this season. Five of them were to Christian Watson trying to win the game. So now you watch the start of this game yesterday, and Watson's not even on the field in the, in the first quarter. And you, and you see Jaden Reed. You know, the whole plan for this team, Bill, was, and you were talking earlier about, you know, Jordan Love. Don't forget, the idea that the Packers said five years ago, okay, when, when Rodgers retires, what are we going to do? Well, let's bring in a coach that's done the, the Shanahan offense. Because 30 years ago, Mike Shanahan says, all right, we still got this great future Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, uh, that in John Elway. That we need to get this guy a win in Super Bowl. He's gone so many times. Uh, how do we get him over the top? Well, let's get a better running game and let's just get a killer defense. And and you know, all the quarterback has to do is just manage it and look for the openings and that kind of thing. They went back to back Super Bowls with that formula, and so right. people thought about that. Stop spending so much time chasing the next. Hall of Fame, you know, Peyton Manning quarterback, and, and Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl in Denver pretty much the same way. Killer defense, good running game, just enough, you know, to get you by and let that guy out there manage it. So as for Christian Watson, you know, we asked him, what has Jordan Love accomplished now in these games against the Steelers and now getting a win at home over the Chargers? I think he just, you know, proven, proven all of us right. Uh, I mean, we've seen, you know, what he's capable of doing. Um, I mean, since the moment he got the starting job, uh, you know, obviously we knew that there was going to be, uh, you know, some adversity that we were going to face and whatnot. But I mean, he just, uh, you know, he just keep on chugging along. Um, and I think, you know, um, he has a bright future. Mike, uh, I was listening to the Matt LaFleur press conference yesterday and we played it back again today. And one of the things that caught my ear, not once but twice now, 
is the fact that I hear Matt LaFleur say one of the concentrations via the wide receivers was, quote, winning the ball. The concentration all week long, the last couple of weeks, has been winning the ball. And we've seen that. We've seen more aggressive play when it comes to the ball being in the air and receivers going after it. Right. You know, the contested balls, the 50-50 balls, the two, you know, times that they were trying to use Christian Watson's 6-4 height and his 4-3 speed. You know, he was actually at one point at the combine, I thought he was clocked at 4-2-8. He's incredible physical gifts. But how do they get this kid that, you know, at North Dakota State, he uh, he was a good blocker downfield and he ran the go routes, but he, he didn't really – he didn't didn't really know the route tree, and they're trying to get him up to speed on that, and 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 to fight for that football, to to come out on top with it. And you see Watson, I mean, you know, after like losing, you know, two passes that could have won the game last week against the Steelers, and they both end up in interceptions. I mean, you see the guy over there in the corner and sort of being ignored some some of these days. Or the, even the media, not really even talking to him. And so, you know, I asked him, how have your teammates responded to you after all the struggles you've had this season? You know, everyone, everyone you know, in my circle has done a great job, you know, making sure, you know, that I'm good, uh, keeping me up. And honestly, my spirits have been high. Um, in the, the disappointment in terms of, you know, just, uh, you know, my performance and the team's performance was, was definitely there. But um, at the end of the day, uh, the confidence and knowing what I'm capable of doing is it was always there. Um, you know, I always got the guys to, to, to back that as well uh, and just let me know. So you know, confidence is always there. You know, Mike, it, the it seemed like during the losing streak, it was just it was bad, and it wasn't getting better. And we talked about regression. Dan Orlovsky on ESPN was talking about the regression of Jordan Love and the most disappointing player this season. And then over the last t- couple of weeks, now granted, it's it's not like they're playing the number one ranked defense in the National Football League every week, but what they've done is play better. And what we keep talking about is just show us something, show us more progression, show us something that's getting better. So. The question, you know, I have is, do they feel like they have gotten better? Yeah, and this was the this was a very interesting point, and I talked about walking into the visitors' locker room in Pittsburgh last week, and the first thing I see way over to the corner is four of these five receivers, these guys that have been in maybe four or five games, others maybe. 11 or 12 games, maybe Dobbs is up to that. He missed six weeks last year after his injury. Here these guys right after the game, they pull up folding chairs, and they get in this tight circle, and they start talking. And I'm kind of waiting to talk to one of them, but then I realize these guys are having an intense conversation. And they are ta- and I, they were talking a little bit about infractions, you know, penalty, things were being called, but they're breaking through like, okay, what the hell just happened from this, and how do we change this? So yesterday, and we'll do this later this week, I had a great one-on-one conversation with Jaden Reed. You know, again, talking about the plan, you know, what Gutekinds has has done after that that flurry of free agency had and hiring Matt LaFleur to, you know, bring in this new, uh, you know, run-based kind of offense like they ran in Atlanta and and other Denver, et cetera. Um, You know, it's like, okay, who's going to be our Jordy, right, or our Jennings? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be our, our James Jones, and who's going to be our Cobby, you know, in the slot? And so they thought that they had that. They had Watson, they got Dobbs, and now this Jaden Reed, you know, he can play the Cobb role as a returner, as a slot guy. And I told you in the OTAs, I told him yesterday, I said, I've been talking about you since the OTAs. Thanks for making me look like a genius. 
<laughs> because right, they, right. they finally said, you know what, we got to stop with the Watson stuff. And they know Dobbs is going to get his, his, his hits. We got Musgrave going out a little bit, but we've got to get 11 going. And Jaden Reed had a huge game yesterday. He told us, yeah, actually, it was after the Vikings game, the receivers are having their own meetings on Tuesday to do the prep for the next game. That's how this core, they know they're talented. They know they could be that next Mount Rushmore of Packers receivers, and they know that it's all on them to figure some of this stuff out. So, you know, you ask Watson about how has this group responded after his and their many struggles this season. I mean, I think that we just, you know, show, showed it again. But what we already knew, we knew that, you know, we were fighters and we were going to keep on battling to the last second. Um, you know, we, we had been, um, I think Jay Love said at, at the end, you know, we'd, we'd been on the wrong end of, uh, you know, that battle, you know, a little too much this year. And uh, it was just exciting that we came out on the right end this time and kept on fighting all the way to the end. And, you know, Mike, one of the things that I thought was interesting was the fact that a lot of people are talking about Christian Watson being a fast guy but not a receiver. And I've said it. Look, you've got to be able to fight for the football, and if you're not going to catch it, then all you are is a fast guy. Usain Bolt's a fast guy, but he's not a receiver in the National Football League. It seemed like Matt LaFleur had a concentrated effort in a couple of different occasions yesterday to try to get the ball to Christian Watson. Yeah, and and, and they they finally found it, and it was, you know, uh, Jordan Love was asked after the game. He had talk about that beautiful touch pass to uh, to Jordan Love in the backhand corner that where he scored his uh, first touchdown in quite a while. And he goes, I think I think Matt just dialed that up because we'd run something similar. And you know this is what Lafleur and I see his staff do very well is that they do things and they see it's like okay maybe that didn't work but you know what if we switch this it might work the other way. Just like with that end run with uh, Jalen Reed yesterday. The first time they ran it, it went for 15 yards. The next time they ran it, opposite end of the field, it went for a 32-yard touchdown to the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And LaFleur was asked, how did you guys finally find a play for Christian Watson that came from, and he says, it actually came from the tight end coach. I, I got to give John Dunn all the credit in the world on that. Uh, there, was, there was a play earlier in that drive, and we we kind of you always look at the pitchers and we saw something there uh he suggested a play and then we just we called it and hit the coverage and those guys went out there and executed it it was a great job by christian just hauling ass across the field and jordan made a good throw but um certainly the credit goes to john dunn in that situation Interesting that it took the assistant to be able to say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's let's take a look at this and and draw that up." And and, and you know what? It's it's kudos to the coach for even taking the advice to say, "Hey, let's try this." So good stuff there. Let's do this real quick. We'll take a pre- uh, quick break. We'll come back back with Mike Clemens. We got a whole lot more. A reminder: the Green and Gold Post Game Show will air immediately following on Thanksgiving Day the Alliance and the Packers, and we're going to enjoy it. Hopefully, we can feast on something that's positive. And uh, enjoy the meal thereafter. But uh, don't forget the Green and Gold Postgame show immediately following the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions coming up this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We have not a good update for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones injured at the end of this run. We've seen some emotional players leaving the field in this first half, and Aaron Jones, the latest. Boy, and you can see there's some real pain for Aaron Jones right now. And that was the same kind of expression on Jones' face. 
When he went down, let's check him out. We're going to step aside as Aaron Jones is looked at by the athletic training staff. Welcome back to the program. Aaron Jones yesterday goes down, and when I was specifically watching him with the binoculars, he was emotional. Looked as if, oh boy, like he knew this was something incredibly, incredibly, incredibly serious, and you're just kind of crossing your fingers that that wasn't the case. And uh, Mike, you, uh, Mike Clemens, joining us on the hotline, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Mike, you had a chance to catch up with him yesterday uh, before. You know, as you're getting ready to be booted out of the locker room, out of nowhere, here he comes. You get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, because he was had still been in the training room, and so a lot of the, even his, uh, his teammates had probably already left and get in the cars and going home and taking a little break, uh, and then get ready for this uh, short week. So Aaron came out, and you know, on the play, I've watched the tape. I don't think it was a, a dirty hit. He kind of mentioned he thought he got twisted around, but he got hit by the linebacker, Kenneth Murray, over the middle, and then Nick Williams is the defensive lineman. You see him down around his legs, and this is at the you know the Green Bay 46 after just a, a just a two-year run, two-yard run by Aaron Jones. And you know the thing about it is, you know when Rasul Douglas got traded, and I saw how emotional Aaron Jones was and a couple of other veteran players. To me, I thought that sense to them. Yeah, this season's pretty much over. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're going to roll out the, the the helmets and and play the kids. We're starting to evaluate for next year, and so for these guys, it's like you know, here Aaron Jones. Do you remember he was only taking like one snap during the preseason games, dressing? Yeah, they take one snap, and then he and he and then he has the hamstring injury at the end of the game against the Bears, which everybody sees. And then something that was supposed to be a tweak takes like six weeks to recover. And there's other situations he's had. I mean, he's all banged up, and he's 28 years old. And, you know, you start to wonder, and he might start to wonder, was did I just play my last game now that my knee is on fire? And so we asked him, as he kind of hobbled out to his locker, hey, are you okay? I mean, how's it going? Uh, feeling, yeah, I mean, as best as I can <laughs> after getting twisted up like that. But, um, you know, just start the recovery process, the healing process. I got to do an MRI tomorrow, see how that goes, and go from there. Uh, no, it's not my ACL, so we're good there. Um, they did a test, and it wasn't my ACL, so good. You know, I mean, the good news is that it wasn't the ACL, uh, which makes everybody feel a little bit better. So, you know, you feel bad because, <laughs> you know, I hate to say poor A.J. Dillon, but poor A.J. Dillon because uh, Aaron Jones goes down and Wilson leaves with what looked to be a rather serious shoulder injury, too. Yeah, Emmanuel Wilson, number 31, the kid from Georgia, from the small school, undrafted, and uh, somehow, you know, makes the roster. Uh, he leaves with a shoulder injury. Honestly, he looked devastated in the locker room. I mean, you know, he's come so far and was just, you know, closing in and getting close uh, to perhaps uh, being making a real impact here this uh, latter part of the season, uh, and really actually after Jones was hurt as well. And now he wonders if his season's over with. Um, it looks like the Packers are going to bring back James Robinson, the guy who had the one great year with the Jaguars that they had on the practice field earlier. And there's also a Merriweather guy that is on the practice squad right now. They could use him to, to try, try and replace those two running backs. Um, ESPN reporting that this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, then this is, this is where the status of this team is. 
that has gone through, you know, this uh, up and down season, uh, mostly down. You know, you, you beat the Bears. You barely beat the Saints. Remember the Saints missed the field goal from 46 mm-hmm. out, you know, from Blake uh, Grudy. And then, then you get, I mean, you get punched in the mouth by the Lions. And then the losing streak rolls. Raiders, you lose to the Broncos, you lose to the Vikings. And then finally you get a, you know one win where you, you beat the Rams. So you ask Aaron Jones, how come you were back out on the sidelines in the second half? I realize it's only AJ in the game, you know, just to get in his ear and be there for the offense. And um, I knew if they see me, they, they would kind of lift him a little bit. Um, because when, when they came in, someone came in at halftime to check on me, and they're like, we're going to get this, like Christian, uh, B. Wyatt, a couple guys that came in, we're going to get this done, we're going to get this done for you. And then as soon as the game's over, they come find me, and they're like, well, what do we tell you, what do we tell you? So um, I'm glad that the guys were resilient. Uh, everybody stepped up, uh, made a play when we needed one, and I think this is a lot to build from. That's a that's a bonding moment. I mean, that's a little, you know, I don't know what that relates to sabermetrically on the field, Mike, but when you look at guys that come in and want to kind of rally around something and then they get the win and they come back in and they're, you know, in, in that particular mood, it's just one of those team building type of things. And you had to feel, you know, like what the guys on the field are thinking because, you know, you know the wide receivers and the tight ends are going, holy crap, we don't have anybody to run the football. we got to step up. Well, I, well, it also means this. It what a quality human being that Aaron Jones continues to grow and be as a team leader, as a way to do things, as a way to put confidence into these first and second year players, uh, as a way to help out with Lafleur in keeping the locker room together. All those things. That stuff is clearly all legit. Win or lose, you know uh, they're going out that way. And who knows what Jones' future is going to be, but. Yeah, in the meantime, it looks like they're going to bring back James Robinson, who had been on the practice squad earlier. Then this Ellis Merriweather is another guy that they just had signed to the uh, to the practice squad. It doesn't look like you're going to bring back Patrick Taylor because he's really not the you know they need the speed guy. They need the Aaron Jones uh, or Wilson kind of guy to replace him. So uh, then I you know I, I'm wandering on over to another part of the locker room there, and I'm talking to the to the big tight end. Tucker Kraft, who had that nice catch, stepped out of bounds when he got, you know, attacked by one of the Charger defenders. It looked like he, you know, had that touchdown run. But man, did he show some speed, right? Running down mm-hmm. the sideline right. after that big catch, and uh, he he says this is very interesting. They felt coming out of the Lions game that maybe it was the tight ends that let down the running game for AJ Dillon. Uh, because the tight end, everybody, he says, everybody knows the Packers start the runs usually outside, and you got to have a lead blocker by one of the tight ends, and they hope that they can do that, uh, be more effective this Thursday, with the, when they play the Lions at home at Ford Field. But Tucker Kraft, this rookie, on seeing both the veterans, you know, Aaron Jones go down, and he, this is before Aaron Jones talked to me, um, this is like right after the game, about seeing Jones and Wilson being carted off the field. Um, I don't know the severity of his injury, but you know Aaron's one of those guys who brings a lot of juice, a lot of energy, a lot of wisdom. Um, it was tough to see him, you know, get hurt just like it is to see any teammate with an injury. Um, I, you know, I hope and pray it's not severe. I hope he's back out there with us very soon. Um, proud of AJ for stepping up, E-Man when he did. You know, it sucks to see Manuel go down like that, God-fearing individual like E-Man. You know. Every opportunity he can get on the field makes me smile to see him injured. You know, it just makes me upset. So, um, 
you know, pray for him too. But um, yeah, the, the running back room, we took a big hit there today, and, and we're going to have to figure out how to, you know, game plan around that. Yeah, it's uh, you got all kinds of guys going down. And, Mike, the other aspect, and we talked about this earlier today, was the shuffling on the offensive line. And for Matt LaFleur during the postgame presser to say, we're going to rotate the offensive lineman because it's competition we're trying to create. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, Uh, this time of year, yeah. But you know something? Um, I'm wondering, you know, so at one point does LaFleur lose this team? And the answer to that is, it's like, hey, most of these guys have not had a starting job. <laughs> you know, they're they're competing. Carrington Valentine and Anthony Johnson, you know, and 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 Corey Valentine. These guys, the the three rookies that are back there in the secondary. They're, they're, hey, they're just happy to be there, right? And mm-hmm. Lafleur has this way of just guys want to like him. You know, he he challenges them. He works harder than anybody else. I mean, there's, in some ways, there's a little Craig Council in him. Like he, you know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this such a a good environment for you that you're not gonna want to think about going someplace else, and you're you playing for the other guys. Now, one guy I am so impressed with is Zach Tom. That's the guy that we talked about in his second snap in training camp as a rookie with the pads on. I said, oh man, this guy's footwork. He's pretty good. Well, here he is starting right tackle now. And I asked him about uh, the offensive line. I asked him about the, the the good job he did last week against T.J. Watt, about Joey Bosa getting hurt yesterday and carted off and in tears, and about those defensive backs like Valentine, the safety, and Anthony Johnson. And this is the way it works. You know, you kind of walk up to these guys and say, well, what do you think about this? And this is how you get insight of what's going on in the locker room. And as, as we were starting to talk pretty close, you know, it comes up and just pushes him aside and gives him a big hug and a high five is Lafleur. Here's Zach mm. Tom. Coming back as a unit, mm. do you feel like? Yeah, for sure. I think. Yes, sir. Um, that was the coach, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that was a game that we would have won, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, for sure. I mean, when they went and scored the touchdown, and now we're down what four at the end of the game you know a few weeks ago I don't know I don't know if we're winning that game so that it's definitely it's definitely relieving to finally win a game like that um and it's, I think that shows our growth as a as a unit the uh, right tackle made it a tough day for T.J. Watt last weekend it looked like do you know what happened at Bosa today something with his foot um nah it wasn't on my side so should I be impressed that you're changing left tackles in the game and you're changing the right guard change out. I mean, and yet you guys still find a rhythm about, you know, two out of three drives. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that just goes to show you our depth. Uh, we have a lot of guys that can play in the room. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you should be. And that was a pretty good front that we that we were able to move the ball against. So short answer, yeah. Uh, three rookie defensive backs over there today. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they're, you know, they're getting it done. I know uh, three seven. I know he plays with a lot of emotion, so you know, he, you know he's going to be ready to play. 3-6, he gets it done. It's interesting, Mike, because it seems like this young team uh, in youth and a little bit of experience is seemingly growing together. Yeah, and look at this, Bill. 
I mean, the Chargers just won up. Justin Herbert, you know, hits his future Hall of Famer, Keenan Allen, for a touchdown. And so they're up 2016, five minutes left to play, and they're going to kick off to Green Bay. You're thinking, oh, God, here it is. Here's the pressure. And on the second, on the second play of the drive, Jordan Love gets smashed by Khalil Mack. And the ball's rolling around on the ground. And that's it. That could be the game right there. They're on their own 26. And guess what? This guy, Zach Tom, the right tackle, drops on that football like a grenade, saves the drive. And that ends up being the winning drive when they hit um, uh, Romeo Dobbs in the corner of the end zone, and they go up. This is the winning play. And I said, you know, this kind of gets overlooked. Do you think maybe you made the most important play of the game? <laughs> I just saw the ball in front of me, so I had to pick it up. I didn't know if it was a fumble, incomplete pass, or what. So, you know, I picked it up, and, you know, it ended up being a big play in the game. So, It did. Yeah. It did. I mean, I know you think of it like a live grenade, but that's a full day's complete work for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I'm just happy we won, and I know that play. That play was definitely a big play in helping us win. So, you know, I'm just I'm here to win. <laughs> Even last week, I'll bet Luke Buckus was telling you guys, don't forget, short week. So right away, you got to think about getting your, your body ready for a Thursday game. Yeah, I'm about to go do that right now. I'm about to go about to go home, hang out with my family. I'll probably be back in here tonight, get in the tub, and, you know, I'm, you know my knee. Uh, right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. See you in Detroit. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. In the tub right away. There you go. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S. Cunis RV, automotive trucks, commercial. They've got it all. Dealerships all over the uh, great state of Wisconsin, including RV dealerships just about everywhere. Go to shop. S-H-O-P. ShopCunis.com. That's ShopCunis.com. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, as a team, you, you feel like uh, you're doing everything right during the week. You're having great weeks of practice, and it's tough to fall short like that. But uh, the most important thing is what we can do now is, know, you know, how do we answer, how do we deal with this adversity, and, um, you know, how we get over that hump. So we're, we're looking to, to having a good week of practice. We have to learn from this one. We'll watch the film. We'll, we'll do everything we can to get better from this one, um, to learn from our mistakes and keep attacking each week. Chargers did everything they could to give that game away yesterday. Packers took advantage. That's the voice of Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. And their head coach, Mike, got a little testy with the media. I get the fact that he doesn't want to be asked the question anymore. But, uh, you know, much like uh, Matt Canada in Pittsburgh, who everybody's screaming for his head, it seems like people now are screaming for Brandon Staley to either relinquish the defense or he's probably on a collision course with being jobless, one of the two. Was a defense coordinator when the Rams were successful with McVay, and even Joe Barry was kind of learning this defense under him. And so after the game, I wandered over to the to the Chargers side, and Brandon Staley was asked, you know, your defense isn't getting any better, even though you've got these resources like Bosa and Mack and whatever. Is it time for a new defensive play caller for the Chargers? I have full confidence, like I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller. And the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. That, 
I, I just he's he's dead man walking at this point. You get the sense, don't you? So then he said, "Hey, forget about me. What do you tell the Chargers fans?" I'm not here to talk to to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay, and we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. It's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is, and it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay? We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay? We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. And he's he's right. I mean, they can't stand the defense isn't getting any better. But to say that I'm not here to talk to the fans, and that's a mistake because that's what exactly you're doing when you're standing up. You work for the fans, dude. You work for the fans. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'll check on Twitter. Did they fire him yet? I'm gonna, I'll check Twitter again. See if not yet, but he certainly in. seems like dead man. Well, he's right. I mean, they, you know, heck, you had a couple of drop passes that would have been scores had they caught the ball. Chances are the outcome of the game is a little bit different, but still, defensively, they're not doing everything they need to do. So I, I get it. But you know what? You know, Chargers in the rearview you know, mirror now. Go ahead. Do you understand how hard it is for me to keep from snickering in some of these things? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Laughing oh, God, in yeah. the background. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been actually sitting there at times when I've been in pressers and I've, I've got my notepad out, you know, and my recorder's going, and I've actually written down, you know, like scribbled, like, this is a joke, or oh, my God, or whatever, you know. like <laughs> Just, yeah, I get it. All right, my, Brent, my friend, we will uh, talk to you later in the week. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Billy. Talk to you later. That'll do it. <laughs> That's a good, good green or gold Monday in the books. What a way to end. Oh, yeah, Staley's going to be out of the job at the end of the year. He should be. Good stuff. We'll be back at it 20 hours from now. Back here to talk to you yet again. Until then, have a good one. Good game coming up tonight, too. We'll be watching it probably together. Have a good one.